10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Welcome to Ted Blast! Episode 4 of Ted Blast. We've got a crackling good episode. Let's get into what's coming up. Coming up today on Ted Blast. I have a fireside chat with one of our old mates. Ted's Trends is ready to tell you all the trends for this week. We talk to a tennis coach. And I'm back to spill the tea. All that and more. Let's get into it. It is time for episode two of Tea with Ted. In this teapot that I'm holding, I have some questions that were curated by you on Discord, and my producers have cut them all up, put them in the teapot, and locked my access to the Discord channel. So I have absolutely no idea what you guys are going to ask me. So, the point of this thing is that I will have to not think about the question too much and give an answer, and you guys might find out a little bit more about me. So let's get started. Without further ado, let's open up this teapot and find out what our first question is. There we go. Perfect. What is the most useless talent that I have? The most useless talent I probably have is that I can drive a miniature train. I know how to drive it because I've seen people do it before. I've never, obvi- I've obviously never had the chance to drive one, but I know how to drive them because <laughs> I've seen people do it. So I'm fairly confident on driving a miniature train, uh, and I'm pretty sure I could do miniature train rides. But why is it useless? Because number one, I don't want to be a miniature train driver when I grow up, <laughs> and number two, I can't drive a miniature train at the moment. So what's the point? But The most useless talent I have is being able to drive a miniature train. So how about this? That can go in my resume if I ever want to be a train driver. I know how to drive a miniature train. Alrighty, guys. Next question. Which fictional character, movie or book or make-believe, would be the most boring to meet in real life? Now, that's interesting. I wish I had more time to think about this, but I've got to really give an answer on the spot. So I'm going to say SpongeBob because... Did I say and why? Nope, I'm just going to say Spongebob. And the reason why is because I don't think it'd be very exciting to watch in real life and meet. Um, Like, I'd rather meet The Rock or Kevin Hart. 
other than SpongeBob. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you want to meet SpongeBob? Uh, I know a lot of SpongeBob fans would not agree with me on that. They probably want to. They'd be probably dying to meet SpongeBob, but I don't really want to meet SpongeBob anytime soon. Alrighty, third question. What's the closest thing to real ma- Ooh. The closest thing to real magic? Ventriloquism. <laughs> um, the closest thing to real magic is either ventriloquism, science, or fake magic. Because there's no such thing as real magic. But ventriloquism, science, or real magic, uh, sorry, fake magic, not real magic, fake magic would probably be the closest thing to, yeah. All right, next question. I'm not sure if this is our final. Oh, we've got two more. All right, let's make these last ones count. If you had a boat, what would you name it? Hmm. Oh, I know. Boaty McBoatface. But why such an interesting and peculiar name? Well, number one, I'm different. Number two, it was actually in the book called Birthday Boy by David Baddiel. That's where I first found it. I even made a song about it. Boaty McBoatface. But I started using it and it just became a part of me, that word. Like, whenever I went on a boat, I used to call it Boaty McBoatface. And I want to call my boat Buddy McBoatface. <laughs> and number three, the really cool thing is there was going to be a boat and it was going to be called Buddy McBoatface, but it got renamed to Sir David Attenborough. You can Google that if you want, but it was for a British Antarctic expedition. And I could keep rambling on all about boats, but I think you've got all the information you need. Buddy McBoatface, guys. <laughs> I've run out of tea for that bit. So last question. Here we go. Alrighty, final question out of the teapot today. What's a body part that you wouldn't mind losing? Wow, that's interesting. Um, a body part that I probably wouldn't mind losing is my appendix because... I can't really – I've got my appendix. I'm waiting for the day when I have appendixitis and it's probably not going to happen, but who knows. Um, appendix happens at any time and if it does, it's important that you go straight to the hospital. Uh, so I'm waiting on the day that I get appendixitis and I have to have my appendix taken out. But, yeah, that's a bit about me, um, Tea with Ted. That's what this whole segment's about. So you guys can learn a little bit more about me while having some fun with it as well. I'll be back next week for another episode of Tea with Ted. But for now, see ya. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I wanted to tell you this another day, not today. But there's something you need to know. <laughs> Super genius no longer with us <laughs> he left us when old Ted Cast left us and I can still hear his stories in my mind when I go to sleep every night oh whoa oh whoa
about? DJ Ted? Super G is still alive. He's unstoppable. Stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. That's right. Super G's migrated from Ted Cast over to Ted Blast for another fireside chat with us. Are you guys ready? Let's get into it. Yes, good time. I don't want to stop at all. I'm rocket ship on my way to Mars on a collision course. It's time for a fireside chat with Super G. Let's go. Now the purpose of Ted Blast is to leave everyone with a smile on their face, but we also can't ignore what's going on in the world, which may not be smile-worthy stuff for this podcast, but it certainly brings us to a topic of conversation. The world is crazy at the moment, with the war between Russia and Ukraine, and all the floods in Queensland, and even the management of emergency pandemics like COVID. All of this means is that we need a superpower to help our country to manage and defeat these forces. That's why we have the army. And they can be deployed not only to protect our security, but to assist in emergency response to pandemics and the disaster cleanups. Sounds serious, but there's so much more to life in the army. Now, I can pretend to know all about it, but I don't really have a clue what being in the army's like. But I do know one person who does. Today, we are going to chat to a man who's been there, done that, because let's face it, he's a man of the world and a friend of the studio. It's Super G! So, Super G, welcome to our new studio. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. Ted Blast is so happy to have you migrate over from TedCast to our new brand of podcast to continue chatting with us. How have you been? I've been pretty good. Actually, I've been working very hard, but uh, let's not talk about that. So today I thought we could blast back to a time in your life where you were in the army. The listeners would love to know what you were, what, when you were in the army and how you ended up there. Well, I was in national service and uh, that was back in 1968. And uh, that's a long time ago, so things have changed a lot. And uh, I can only say that by comparison, what we had in those days was pretty primitive compared to what's going on today. So the Vietnam War was running for almost 20 years about, about 20 years? Uh, Yeah, I don't quite remember how long it went for, but it was uh, probably from 60... I think to about 76, I think. I got my research assistant onto that. She said it was from 1955 to 1975, but Australia got involved in 1962. Yeah, okay, that sounds about right. What year did you leave? I, I left in 1970, I left, yeah. Oh, yeah? I, I was only in there for two years. Yeah. Only two years? Yeah, yeah. So quite short. And yeah. I didn't go to Vietnam. I actually stayed in Australia, which was interesting because I worked in with the signals section. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and what was your job? What, what did you sort of do as your job? Well, in those days, the, we, we were connected to Vietnam by a radio link uh, which transmitted uh, ticker tape type messages from Vietnam to Brisbane. And I was stationed in Brisbane, and then that was relayed. Any messages were then relayed onto either Sydney or Melbourne. Oh, right. 
And where is uh, a place called Pakapanyu? That's in Victoria. That's very close to where you are. Do you know where Shepparton is? Yep. Well, it's uh, west of Shepparton. Is it some sort of significance to the Vietnam? Yeah, that's where they did all the basic training of the national servicemen. Oh, cool. So you were there for for about six weeks, I think it was. But um, uh, you just learned how to... uh, Use firearms and stuff like that, and oh yeah, so like train basic military training. Yeah, it was military training. Yeah, it's just getting, and also we ended up throwing hand grenades and things like that. But oh wow, um, serious stuff. Yeah, which is pretty scary stuff because uh, some some of the recruits were not they they got frightened. I think and they'd freeze and they're supposed to throw the grenade, but they wouldn't. They'd freeze up, and then someone would have to step in and grab the grenade and throw it for them. But <laughs> pretty, pretty dangerous business, though. If it had gone off inside the bunker, it would be, it'd be the end of it. <laughs> um, how were the living conditions? So, like, what were the beds like? What was the food like? The food was good. No, it wasn't. But yeah, it wasn't bad. Actually, it was pretty good. Most of the time, it was pretty good. Sometimes it was terrible. But most of the time, it was pretty good. The, so, what, what sort of things did you eat? Oh, pretty much just ordinary food, you know, roast meal, things like that. So, um, yeah. Steak, uh, you know, grills and things. Oh, like yeah. Bacon and eggs and all that sort of stuff. Actually, they made the best the best bacon and eggs I've ever eaten. I may have got in the army. <laughs> but um, uh, as far as accommodation went, we were in uh, sort of huts that had about 20 beds in it. Oh, yeah. So Not you too put, bad. So would be a platoon... Pretty much a platoon in each hut, I think it was. And uh, the beds weren't overly wonderful, but, uh, you know, you were so tired at the end of the day, you'd sleep anyhow, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now, we hear stories of army being tough, making you clean the toilets with toothbrushes. Is any of that true? No, nah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have to do that, but they certainly were tough. They were very, in your basic training, they came down very hard on you. So, um, you know, things like they do an inspection every morning through the hut. Oh, yeah. And and if you and, and you, you had to have everything perfectly um, sorted out, like your bed had to be made perfectly, your clothes had to be ironed perfectly and all that sort of stuff. But even if you had it done right, they'd still um, tell you you hadn't and make you do do extra duties and things. It was just mm-hmm. just to toughen you up. They were just really nasty to, to you, you know, to try and make you Life more resilient, resilient, I think. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So let's blast back to Pakapanyul, sorry. Uh, yeah. I had another question about it. Did yep. did the soldiers who were at Pakapanyul, were they train like you like you you were doing signals did you have to train at Pakapanyul or no no I did I had to go to a different place to do my signals training it's called Balmoral but it's now it used to be an army camp and I just I am aware that um they closed it down and it's now a housing estate did you get weekends off to go anywhere and where did you go uh in basic training we didn't get any weekends off but um uh, when I got out of, when I went to signal uh, training, I had the weekends off. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um... I was at, we had a flat in Melbourne, so um, uh, Lorraine and I got together on the weekends. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. 
later on, we I got posted to Queensland, and we ended up having a uh, rented a flat up in Queensland, so we lived in that. And oh, yeah, cool. Go to work in the morning. So. Uh, any yeah. cheeky stories you could tell us about what you got up to in the army? What I got up to in the army? Uh, any little cheeky ones? I didn't get up to too much, although I did did actually go AWOL a couple of times when I was in basic training to go to go and see Lorraine, but. Um, uh, I used to sneak out at night and come home, come back early in the morning. <laughs> it would be—it's hard for people. It would be hard for people like you because you didn't actually choose to go into the service, did you? You were forced to no, go. No, no way. I, that, I, I was told I had to go because I'd um, they'd drawn my number out of the barrel. It was like winning a lot a lottery. They, Except uh, not a great lottery, is it? Yeah, no, no. It's the only lottery I've ever won, but, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Super G. You have given us so much useful and interesting information. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for coming over and having another fireside chat with me. It was super fun. And I hope we get to do another one soon. Ah, I love going for strolls in Edinburgh Gardens. So pretty. So naturey. So beautiful. What's that noise? Sounds like it's coming from that tennis court. Wait, they have a tennis court in Edinburgh Gardens? Let's pop in and see. Lab and I've bumped into one of the people who work here. Hi there, what's your name? Hey DJ Ted, I'm, my name's Bryce Devlin. Hi Bryce, and what do you do here? Uh, I'm one of the coaches here at Racker Lab at Fitzroy Tennis Club. Uh, yeah, so. Cool. Uh, what time did you wake up to get to work this morning? Today I wake, woke up at 6am. That's my... early. Why did you wake up that early? Lessons at 7am, mate. You have lessons at 7am? Sure do. Wow, 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 wow. That is early. And uh, what do you like most about your job? Um, I'm down in the lovely Edinburgh Garden, so it's one of the best offices in the world down here in the park. <laughs> uh, the kids and the families and the adults are all really great, so it doesn't quite feel like coming to work down here. It's actually like I'm just at my second home, pretty much. And one last question, you can't think about it too much. Who is the most aggressive tennis player, Kyrgios or Djokovic? Uh, Kyrgios. And why 100%. Do you say that? Why do you say that? Uh, I don't think I would even have to explain it too much. He's just, yeah, Kyrgios is, yeah, he's yeah. hard to handle sometimes. Uh, where Djokovic, I feel like he's not so much aggressive. He's, he's nearly passive aggressive, I reckon, Djokovic. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, mate. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shock blew up. It was clearly it. How can you possibly call that out? Now he's walking over. Everyone knows it's in this whole stadium. And you call it out? Hit the ball as loud as you can at Racket Lab. Who is serving you at both Fitzroy Tennis Club and Clifton Hill? Whether you're looking to improve your tennis to be the next Ash Barty or just looking to be able to rally with your kids, 
Racket Lab have a session for you. So what are you waiting for? Go grab your racket. It's time to go smash it. Ask for Bryce. He's your man. Unless, of course, he's too busy playing Fortnite. Because apparently, that's his other favourite sport. Who knew? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. We never be a talent to the reason. Everybody hands go up. Hey, showtime. What's going on and welcome to episode 4 of Ted's Trends. Let's get into what's trending today. Let's get into trend number 1 as always. It's Stray Kids Maniac Music Video by JYP Entertainment. Let's get into it. Well, there we go, trend one, Stray Kids with Maniac. Not sure what's so cool about Stray Kids being a maniac, but okay, I guess it's trending. It's pretty cool music video, pretty cool music, and I don't mind it. On to trend two. Alrighty, you guys, it is time for our second trend of the day, the music trend. This is Four Town uh, from Turning Red. It's called Nobody Like You. It's a pretty good song. Let's have a listen. Wow, a boy band in Turning Red. 
what an interesting twist. By the way, Turning Red is now available for you guys to watch on Disney Plus or in the cinemas right now. Don't miss out. Maybe Paris will review it in her next movie review. Who knows? Anyway, guys, it's time for Trend 3. Let's do it. It is time for trend number three, our gaming trend. I spent 3,300 days in hardcore Minecraft. Very interesting, let's get into it. Today, I finally finished my raid farm so that I can get millions and millions of emeralds. To create the Emerald Palace, a building that will be home to all these stranded villagers. And since 1.18 broke my guardian farm, I build a brand new one because the palace needed loads and loads of prismarine. Also, I'm trying to hit 4 million subscribers this year, but the channel Happy Kids TV Nursery Rhymes is going to beat me there. So please, if you enjoy this video, don't forget to subscribe so that we can win the battle. To begin with, I need a cartographer. And you, good sir, are going to be the one. I survived 3,300 days in hardcore Minecraft. Why do people do this stuff? Why would you spend 3,300 days in Minecraft? It doesn't make sense. You have other things to do with your life, man. Uh, that was SV737. Um... Interesting. Wow, building an emerald, building a little emerald palace in Minecraft. Very interesting. I don't play Minecraft myself, but I'm pretty sure Paris does as well. So maybe she'll review Minecraft. Who knows? Uh, on to the final trend, the movie trend. <laughs> for the final trend, the trend to end all trends, because that's what it is. It's trend number four, guys, the movie trend. Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming to Disney Plus. Uh, it's his very own little series, and I'm pretty excited to watch it. Here's a teaser trailer. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. Jedi. This patience. Well, that is an interesting trend for, but why would you want to hunt the Jedi's? It's like you want to kill them off or something, I'm not sure. But it was trend four, it's pretty good. I recommend you guys go watch it when it's ready. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, most of our movies at the moment are on Disney Plus, turning red. And of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to Ted's Trends. We'll see you next time for some more trends. Have a nice day.
you guys and welcome to episode 2 of Blast of the Week. This is where I get to share with you my favourite song for that week. This week it's a little bit different because the lyrics of the song aren't in English. They're in Spanish. But the song's still got a really good message, really poppy, really vibey, makes you want to come and dance. Let's have a listen. Blast of the Week is coming up in... 10, 9, 8, what an amazing song! Just so poppy, just so vibey, it makes me want to go dance. DJ Ted, uh, uh, I'm looking for DJ Ted. Oh, there you are. Well, uh, I think I heard you order chicken teriyaki. Not all so high, Paris. No, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. no. DJ Ted is my favorite sushi, so I need to know if you have ordered chicken teriyaki right now. Uh, Paris, welcome to the studio. And no, I haven't ordered chicken teriyaki. It's just the name of a song. Chicken teriyaki by but, Rosalia. No, no. No, it shouldn't be, because that's bad, because it, what's the point of it? It makes you feel hungry, and there's no chicken teriyaki to eat. What? <laughs> well, I guess it's it's a good song. It's nice and poppy, nice and vibey. It makes you want to dance. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, chicken teriyaki, yeah. Paris. Oh, yeah, that's chicken teriyaki, guys. Uh, talking about chicken teriyaki, would you like to go and get some chicken teriyaki with me? I would love to get some chicken teriyaki with you right after I finish the outro. Let's get on with the podcast because we're about to finish up. Let's do the outro. Here we go. Thanks for listening to Ted Blast, the big brother of Tedcast. We're so glad you could join us today and become part of Ted Blast's history. We'll be back in two weeks' time for another episode of the podcast. If you want to get a sneak peek of what's going on, make sure to follow us on our socials. On Instagram, you can find us on at Ted Blast and on Twitter, at Ted Blast Pod. You can also send us a voice message or visit our website by clicking the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye.